Hey friends, and welcome back to The Sandwich, hosted by me, Amanda Muse. We are in episode 11, which for this little podcast, The Sandwich, uh, is kind of a big deal. So seasons one and two, I think I wrapped on episode nine, episode 10. But what I found is that, first of all, I thoroughly enjoy this platform and I really enjoy the conversations I've been having. It's been a really neat place to collaborate with fresh and new faces and perspectives. Um, And also, I am finding that I enjoy uh, creating content around the school season. And so I figure we should just go hard until summer. What do you think? Basically, till the kids are off school, let's just chat and chat and chat and chat and chat uh, and see what happens and then take a little wee break over summer. That's what I'm leaning towards. We'll see how it works out. But anyway, today's episode, we are going to do something similar that we did when we launched this season, which is I'm going to answer some of your questions. Uh, So it's just me, just my voice today, and uh, it should be fun. Are you new here or have you been listening since the very beginning? Either way, I'm thrilled you're here and I would love to know what you think of the show. Head to iTunes, search The Sandwich, rate, review, and subscribe, and let me know what you think. If you're here from another platform, I'm so grateful for your support, but I would love it if you could just take a couple minutes, head over to iTunes, search The Sandwich, leave a star rating, a comment, let me know what you think, share it with a friend, and follow. By letting iTunes know that The Sandwich is a podcast worth listening to, you will help get it into new people's ears and spread the love. Thank you for your support. Back to the show. So I noticed as I was going through a lot of the questions, which by the way, you should follow me on Instagram at Amanda Muse, because that's where I usually, you know, put out a request for questions. And um, anyhow, I noticed that a lot of them were in regards to self-care, self-talk, self-love, a lot of, you know, about the self kind of element. And what I decided to do was take all of those questions and create its own episode. So that'll be coming soon. Um, So in case you ask something like that, it's coming. I've dedicated an entire episode to it. So stick around for that. In the meantime, let's just kind of pick one at haphazard here. Is that a word? Haphazardly. Um, And let's just dive into it. No particular order. And I will mention your names because it's kind of fun to hear your name. Am I right? All right. First one from Lexa May 4 was, did Dean mind the age gap at first? As you guys know, Dean and I talk a lot about age gap relationships. Um, Not something we've ever really talked about before, but there seems to be quite an interest. And so we like to talk about things you want to hear. That said, at first, no. I mean, I think at first, if I can just like bare bones it for you, we were like crazy in lust for each other and couldn't get enough of one another. You know, we just felt it was electric. Honestly, it was, you know, you just can't stop smooching. You're going out for dinner. You're chatting. You're excited. You're giggling. You're adventuring. It was everything that you would want when you fall in love with a person. Of course, there was a lot of other things happening, like in terms of the age gap. I guess, I guess the answer is it's not that it bothered him or he didn't mind it, but we kind of didn't really think it would be anything serious, honestly. I think we talked about that a little bit uh, two episodes ago. There's one titled, uh, Why Do You Love Me? And Dean and I go into, you know, what drew one another 
to each other and kind of what we do to keep things together and how we sort of navigate our relationship after 15 years together this spring and we're celebrating our ninth wedding anniversary. Uh, Actually, we just celebrated it. Is it today? Is today April 10th when this episode goes live? I think it is. Yeah. So like today is our um, ninth wedding anniversary, April 10, 2010. What a fun day. Fun fact, we got married in Vancouver, British Columbia. It was magical. Um, It was one of those experiences like I'll have to talk about this at some point. But like, you know, when things are just easy, like we got engaged in January, the wedding I planned it in like two weeks, I got the dress And this was a whole, there's so many little factors that I could bring up. I mean, I found live, um, what were they called? A string quartet to play at my wedding. Like it was like a jazz band and I love jazz. It was like serendipity, honestly. I'm gonna have to talk about that at some point. That should, that would actually be a really fun episode for Dean and I to dive into because there's, it's such a fun story for me to tell. um, And I think you guys would enjoy it. But anyway. What was the question? I'm already losing track here. But anyway, oh, yeah, I was telling you about that episode. So we go into like what drew each other to one another. But I think like when we started, I remember in a fun, like jokey, jokey, little romantic way, sort of shaking hands and being like, this is never going to work. We have a 15 year age gap. We're in totally different places of our lives. But I like you and you're cute AF. So let's have some fun, you know. And we did. We had a ton of fun. And then we realized, wait, it's way more than just fun. Like we fell in love and had a respect for one another and wanted to see if it was possible to share our lives. So I think there were definitely growing pains at the beginning. Like, anyway, I go into that episode because there's like, we're in different financial positions. And um, not that he was in a great position, but he had a job that was like a career and I didn't. So there was a lot of little factors. But anyway, long story short is no, obviously it worked out. He didn't mind too much. The next one from Frau Liao, keeping your sanity with young kids. Um, what keeps my sanity? Honestly, when I was a new mom with Esme, that was hard as fuck. Okay, like so hard with your first because you know what you know what the difference is with subsequent children is with your first you just don't quite have an appreciation for how things last, like how there's cycles of things. I know I've talked about this before, but I remember going to my first play group with Esme, and this was as an expat in Malaysia. And there was a bunch of moms who, some were new moms and some were veteran moms with like two or three kids. Um, And I remember something would happen and we would share whatever that was, like if there was something with a sleep pattern that was disrupted or Esme was growing teeth or I don't know, changes in her eating pattern. So I would share this at the baby group. And I always remember like the feedback was very positive and welcoming, but it was like, you know what, it probably will only last two weeks and then you'll be out of it and you'll be on to something new. And I kind of always had this thing in my mind, which was like, oh yeah, in two weeks time, I bet you we won't even be thinking about this anymore. And more often than not, that was true. So I feel like what keeps me sane now is knowing that nothing is permanent. You know, like Jack um, is coming to the tail end of, you know, needing to wear a diaper when he sleeps. Like, I think I've got like three diapers left and I don't think I'm buying any more, which is super weird to be like completely done with diapers. Wild. Um, But I think it's just knowing like, I I don't stress about stuff like that because I know it's not permanent. He's not going to be 12 in a diaper. And honestly, if he did have some bladder issues and there was a child of mine that needed to like be taken care of in a different way 
I don't know, it's not a big deal. Like, you know, when he gets sick or when when Esme gets sick and I feel like, oh my God, I'm going to lose my shit because I'm solo parenting and I have so much to do, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, babe, in four days, all the things you needed to get done will likely get done. You will probably get an extension if it's work-related. Your kids will recover. Like, I feel like I just pace myself and I take each moment and sometimes I freak out if I'm too tired and that comes back to the self-care thing which we'll talk about in another episode but other times I'm just like girlfriend it's this too shall pass man like this too I'm not even a religious person this too shall pass I said that during labor I say that when shit gets hard I say that when stuff is good too though to try and stop and appreciate those moments so I think it's like feed your soul dabble in some self-care and give yourself some grace and knowing that nothing is permanent and I feel like that really helps shift my mindset honestly because it is a bit of a mindset mindset what Um, a mindset shift if you're sitting there thinking dark and heavy thoughts um, and feeling really doom and gloom about life what you think will become a reality and that is not hocus pocus that's some real shit like you know you see those memes it's like be careful what you say to yourself or how you talk to yourself because you're listening like you will start to believe the bullshit you feed yourself so yeah it's hard yeah it's tough but if you constantly remind yourself how hard it is it's gonna feel harder but if you're like hey it's hard and it's gonna be hard in 10 minutes and it's gonna be hard in a day why don't we just take the next little bit and have a little fun you'll find that it breaks up those those moments anyway i went on and on but i think you get the idea Britt Bradbury asking for parenting advice for school age children my eight-year-old and i don't seem as close anymore mm. I feel this on a deep level. I feel like sometimes Esme is drifting from me because naturally she's becoming more independent, which is a beautiful thing. And this is, I think, what we all want as parents. Um, But it's hard, you know. I have to say, actually, a friend of mine. So, you know, it's me, Melissa. Uh, I've had her on the show before. She shared a post today on Instagram and it was talking a little bit about her son and, and, you know, she's going through some big life changes with her divorce and single parenting. Um, But I could relate very much to what she was saying about her eldest child and how he is becoming more interested in things that he likes and what he wants. And so I think what great advice she shared was to stop and just like, Instead of thinking about your child, and I don't think you're implying this, by the way, um, but instead of thinking like your child is distancing themselves from you, think about the shift like they're becoming more interested in things that they like. They're, you know, flexing their independence. And why not take an interest in what they like? And I feel like that's what's shifting right now. So at the moment, it's like dance performances and art exhibitions and is that a exhibitions is that the right word exhibits you know what I'm saying like it's very much mommy look at me look what I've created or look what I can do and sometimes I don't have a lot of patience and I'm like oh I'm busy I'm doing something and I'm noticing when I react that way it's not good there are tears there's yelling and then I feel like crap and I'm like okay why not just take the five minutes and watch the performance or pay attention or have conversations. Um, You know, right now we're going through some stuff where there's some separation anxiety happening because Dean and I have both been away a lot. um, And there's a lot of anger. And I'm realizing that the anger that's being shown is not really anger, it's sadness, it's feeling frustrated because, you know, everybody wants mommy and daddy home at the same time. But again, it's like, 
try not to get mad at the anger, but find the root of what's going on. And honestly, as I'm saying this, it's as much as a reminder to me as it is sharing advice because I don't always get this right. I yell. I lose my patience. Sometimes I lose my shit and I need to take a minute. But if at the root of it, I can try to remind myself 90% of the time to stop and see what they need, you may find maybe it's like just a date with you and your eight-year-old, you know, no other siblings, no other parents, just you and that and your child and what they want to do. Um, I don't know. Could be a good experiment. See what happens, you know. Robin Linetti was asking moving house plans. Funny that you ask. Dean and I were just talking about that last night. Um, at the minute, no, we have no plans to move, but it's something that's on the back of our mind, like should we change cities? We're living kind of in a small-ish town and it's okay for now, but I do have some concerns as the kids grow older as to like, what will their hobbies be? Um, what are they going to be spending their time on? Um, I don't want to make this blanket assumption that, you know, it's kind of boring and that they're going to just dabble with drugs. I think that, you know, this association with like where you live and drug abuse and that kind of stuff like it it is on my mind as my kids get older honestly um you know I found from my experience like I grew up in the suburbs of a bigger city and I I always found that there were things to do and it wasn't too far to go downtown and I wasn't really ever that bored honestly and it is my concern that maybe my kids will get bored as they get older um and so it's on my mind it is on my mind we have no salt you know no plans to move just yet but it's something that we're definitely considering Key to keto meals, uh, routines or dates you have with Dean to keep things spicy. (laughs) What do we do? Okay, so for one thing, like I was saying at the top of the episode right now, Dean and I are seriously like ships passing in the night. It's, It's a bit rough. Like, okay, so it's April 10th as you're listening to this, but I'm actually recording this on April 5th. So Dean was home for like 23 hours. So first of all, he was away for a bunch of days came home I left that same day went to Austin or not not Austin I was in Palm Springs for six days then I came home Dean left that day and he's been away for like five days he came home for one day last night left again today and he's away for a couple days and then next week thank you Jesus um uh he's got a couple days off and it's actually like Today, on Wednesday, April 10th, uh, this is getting confusing with dates, I apologize, but he's off. And so it's our anniversary. And honestly, we need to spend time with our kids because we've been away from them too much um, and we haven't been home as a family unit for a while, like so much so that I actually kept the kids off school um, on Thursday just to like spend time together because I, I feel like they really need that right now. So instead of going out for like a fancy dinner on our anniversary, we're going to do a day lunch and probably make out and, <laughs> and maybe go to the gym, not in that particular order. Do you know what I mean? So what I try to do, honestly, I'm a big fan of daytime playtime. Okay, let's just put it out there. And yeah, I'm not opposed to doing that. Also, like things that I do, I think you have to like, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts and one of my favorite podcasts is a sex podcast called um, Turn Me On. And I actually had Bridie, the host or co-host, on the sandwich. You've heard her before. Um, and she references Esther Perel, who is actually, I don't know her her actual like what she is, but I believe she's a doctor, um, like a therapist in, in sex therapy and all that kind of stuff. But she talks about how foreplay begins at the end of your last 
like sexual encounter type of thing. So it's not like I feel like I'm speaking in code, but it's not like one and done. Do you know what I mean? Like we'll have fun and then you kind of sexy talk here and there and maybe shoot each other a couple texts or maybe you're taking like a sexy selfie and you send that off. Like I think you have to always kind of dip your toe in that persona, in that element of your relationship because it's so easy in the midst of life Um, in parenting and responsibilities in aging, you know, as we're all getting older, but to feel like, oh, it's just too much work and I don't want to do it. Trust me, it's fun and you want to do it with your chosen person. Um, And I think it's worth playing and remembering that like, to me, you know, your sexual relationship with your partner is like playtime. It's fun and it's a way to connect. And um, I honestly place a lot of emphasis on it. And so, yeah, that's what I do. Daytime playtime. I should put that on a shirt. (laughs) In fact, that makes me laugh so much. I really want to do that. Woo. Okay, next. Let's see what's up. I seriously love this podcast. I love the conversations I've been having with people. I love the conversations it's been generating with you guys. And I'm so grateful you're here listening. Just wanted to take a second to say thank you and also remind you to check out my Instagram page, instagram.com forward slash Amanda Muse. I am there every day usually posting a photo or video of some kind, but the real fun is happening in stories. If you like what you see on my YouTube channel, you will love the short snippets in my stories. So check them out, instagram.com forward slash Amanda Muse. Follow along. All right, back to the show. Sky FD, mom guilt. Two words, two very heavy duty words, mom guilt. What do I think about mom guilt? Could I talk about that an entire episode? I feel like I could. Um, I struggle with it. I think I hate, okay, first of all, I really despise the feeling of regret or guilt or all those nasty, heavy-duty, dark emotions. I really try not to dance with those people, you know, dance with those feelings very often. But it happens. Um, And when I do, and I notice that I'm kind of spiraling in that sense, I will sit at my desk and like I actually did this for Thursday with my kids and Dean. I'm like, you know what? I've got a lot to do. What are my top priorities? What needs to get done like right now? Do them, no procrastination, and then schedule in fun time. Things that I feel heavily guilty about are food preparation and being present. Those two things way, 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 what, what? <laughs> Those two things weigh super heavy on me. Uh, so when I prepare dinner and I make a point to like stop working by whatever time it is to pick up my kids from school and then I just don't work at my desk, like I'll usually be on Instagram and things like that, but not to actually sit down and work on a task while my kids are after school, having snacks, I'm cleaning the kitchen, I'm making dinner. That brings me a lot of joy and satisfaction as a parent. So I try to prioritize it, honestly. And I think that's the thing is like, if you're struggling with a particular area, I say, tackle that shit head on, whatever it is. Like for me, it's meal prep. Okay, Amanda, make sure you've got the groceries in the fridge and make sure you make the time to make the dinner. Do it. And also it's not the end of the world if you uh, order dinner one night like last night or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's not a big deal. But try to cook more often than not. The other thing is being present. 
So if it's hard for you to be present, like I do not like to sit down and play make-believe and boring stuff. It's so boring to me. I can't do that, okay? Yes, I'm selfish, but I can't. What I can do is go outside and have fun, go for a walk, read you a story, uh, tell jokes, play a board game, figure out what it is that brings you joy as well, and then incorporate that into your parenting style. So I love to be outside. You guys know that. I even get teased about it because I'm like, I'm basically like a 12-year-old child. But I, I need the nature. I need the air and the fresh air. So what do I do? Yesterday, I say yesterday, you know what I'm talking about, okay? Forget the days. I'm confusing myself now. But basically, we were at, we were out shopping and we walked past like the summer section and the sports section and they had a bunch of baseball gloves. And one caught my eye because it was pink and it was so cute. And that's a whole other thing with like, why do we need to have pink baseball gloves? But it's cute. Whatever. So Esme tried it on and I was like, hey, I tried one on. We threw a ball around and I was like, this is really fun. So I got Jack a baseball glove. Couldn't find one that fit Dean. So he didn't get one, unfortunately. Uh, and then we spent like 45 minutes playing outside, playing catch, throwing the ball around. And it was so fun. And I felt a lot of joy. So then when I came back inside, made a coffee and sat at my desk for an hour and a half to edit a video, I did not feel guilty because I was like, girlfriend, you put the time in, you put the work in, you're a freaking great mother. And my kids were happy and they sat down and gladly watched a movie and ate a snack. It wasn't like a 10 hour iPad day. We've had those. Don't beat yourself up if you have those. But do you know what I mean? So tackle it, make it work incorporate things into the day that bring you joy, but also give yourself grace, man, because it's like, we are parents, we are in the season of life where it's a lot of work. And our kids will be resilient. I don't recall as a child feeling like I needed my mom 10 hours a day, wouldn't have got it anyway. But you know what I'm saying? And it's like, I'm okay, I turned out fine. Even with my dad, like I'm super tight with my dad. We have a great relationship. But honestly, from the age of 10 onwards, I only saw him every other weekend for years. And then that even trickled to like once a month as I got older. And we have a great relationship. So I don't think it's like quantity of time we spend. It's quality. And to freaking remind yourself of that. Alia Taffy, nighttime skincare routine, perhaps, versus how it used to be in your 20s. Oh, my God. Okay. I actually work with a skincare clinic, and we kind of do an exchange, right? Um, so I haven't really done a huge sponsored, um, like, video with them or really gone into heavy detail because, you know, it's not it's not been part of the deal kind of thing. But my skin has drastically improved. And I feel like we need to talk about it. So expect something on this coming up um, in the next few weeks. But let's just, I'll just give you the basics. One thing I have done forever and ever is I never go to bed with a dirty face and I always moisturize. Those two things are very important. The world is dry. Like you're outside in the winter harsh months or you're outside in the sun. You need to nourish your skin. Um, our skin's going to age, P.S. So reminder to use SPF. So I think it's like those three things are just have always been what I do. And I just don't forget it. Like I go to bed, I throw on some lip balm. My face is moisturized. My hands are moisturized. Your neck, like everything, you know, and just take good care. And that could actually be factored into a self-care type of routine for evening. But don't forget about yourself. That said, there are nights where I'm really tired and I'm sitting at my computer till like 2 a.m., which I know I need to stop doing. 
but I'm doing it. And what do I do? I go upstairs. I use one of those like makeup removing wipes. And then I put, you know, nice warm water on my face. And um, just even that little step, which to me is like one fifth of my nighttime skincare routine, but it's something. So don't forget it. But I think the biggest change from my 20s to now is recognizing that my skin is aging. You know, I smile a ton. So I've got a bunch of laugh lines. Um, I notice just the beauty in how my face and my body is changing to accommodate my age and how life is going. And I definitely find there are moments where I'm like, wow, stuff's changed. But wow, it has. And how lucky you are to have all those memories that created all those laugh lines. Um, And if you want to put some Botox in your face, you can do that. Like, you know, give yourself permission. So those are some things that have changed. Laura Charlotte Mahoney, do you ever get so nervous to do something that you don't do it? Hmm, not really. I've often found that my fear and nerves around doing something new also acts as a propellant. So I use it as the motivator, you know. Um, ever since I was young, I've, I've felt nervous to try new things. If I don't know all the details around what's going to go down, I have some nerves. Um, you've probably seen it in videos come out. Like I get a little anxious. I talk really fast. Um, I think it's a natural reaction to trying something new. But I do it anyway because what I have found is that over time when you try something new – and nothing bad happens. In fact, most of the time, good things happen. Your brain starts to get rewired to understand like, oh, I'm feeling this nervousness because this is new and I don't know what's going to happen. But if I go back in the memory books and into the archives here, um, every other time that I've done something new, it's turned out mostly awesome. So it's probably not going to be that bad. So I have like a little discussion with my brain. um, But I, I definitely think there's some muscle memory there where it's like, most of the time things are awesome, so just freaking do it anyway. Um, but yeah, I tend to use it as a motivator to just do it anyway. And actually, as I'm saying that, going back to episode with Carolyn Riseborough from uh, Plan International Canada was do it afraid. So if that shit makes you nervous, that is almost even more of a reason why you need to do it. Ruth Bloomfield, health and fitness related. Your kicking goals would love to know what you do and how you feel. Okay. I have not been doing as much fitness lately and I'm feeling it. However, I'm chugging water and trying to get my steps in every day, knowing that I haven't been able to make it to the gym. So what I have been doing is I've been going to the gym. That's it. I love lifting weights. I do far more weightlifting than I do cardio. So weightlifting, strength training, and HIIT workouts. Um, And I think in order of what I do most, it's definitely weightlifting. Uh, strength training. I do cardio and then HIT, And those three things combined are just keeping me in top form. And I feel really good. I feel strong. I feel like my clothes are fitting my body well. Um, I'm embracing my body and what it looks like in all its glory, you know. And I just find that those things are incredible. But my biggest takeaway is do not ignore the weights. Like, When I find myself scrolling through Instagram and there are bodies that I just find really attractive, when I start to really dive deep with what that person's doing in order to attain their fitness and health goals, it's weightlifting. So, you know, try your best to follow people whose bodies you like and then you can figure out how they're getting that. But it's it's weightlifting. It's it's really like building muscle. So my actual body weight hasn't changed, but the shape of my body has 
and I'm all about that. So when I see people at the gym and I don't judge, what do I care? Everyone's living their own life. But when I see like the same people just standing on the elliptical for like an hour, Jesus, like that's so boring. I don't have that kind of time. I do like an hour max workout on a big day and that's mostly uh, weightlifting and abs and resistance training and like some hit workouts. But I hate being on them. I never go on the elliptical. Okay, moving on, moving on. Kay Susanak, how being a mother grows and changes you. My motherhood journey has been transformational. I can't speak for everyone because motherhood isn't for everyone and everyone's experience is totally different. But for me personally, it may be rooted in the fact that there has been some difficulty with my own mother. But I feel like I found my power in motherhood and I found my path. It's like It's like my whole life I was kind of doing my own thing and trying to figure my life out and and build my network and build my family, you know, and the support group that I that I need to like do life and that there were just like some bushes and I couldn't quite see past the bushes like the hedges were too thick. I knew the path was over there, but like I didn't know how to get to it. And it was almost like by having my children, I don't know, like a gardener showed up. Look at me and my weird analogies today. Is that even the right word? You know what I'm saying. Visuals, whatever. But yeah, it's like all of a sudden, oh, there it is. The path is there all along. It's like I needed to discover that inner strength, that maternal element of myself or something. I don't know, but it was it was a big deal. It could have been all sorts of factors wrapped in there. Like I was living overseas and really forced to like be independent and rely on myself and trust other people as well and like really come out of my comfort zone. So for me, it's been everything. That's not to say that I am completely lost in motherhood. I just found my strength through it and I'm so grateful for it. And I feel like I'm so glad I did that. You know what I mean? Like I'm so glad I have these babies and it's not easy, but it's been amazing and it's definitely changed me. Um, But I feel like I don't know what, how this, how, I don't even know how this is possible, but it's like almost by having kids, I find I love myself more. Like you made these people and they're so awesome. They're also a giant pain in the ass sometimes, but mostly they just seriously make me laugh. And I'm so excited about the life that I'm going to get to share with them. And like, it's such a cool thing. So I feel a lot of joy in motherhood and I'm so glad I had that experience Um, but I'm also excited for like what's to come next you know how my role as a mother will change as my children get older and you know to navigate that space I do definitely feel nervous about what's to come because I know that relationships are tricky and we love to blame our parents for lots of things and oh I'm nervous about that but but I'm excited mostly excited Pamela Siegel was wondering, you know, any tips on solo parenting? Her husband is also a pilot. And so she's just wondering for herself and her daughter. Um, oh, solo parenting, you guys. I am in the thick of it right now and I'm freaking tired. <sighs> solo parenting. I don't even know where to start. I actually feel like I might do a video about this because it's just, it can weigh heavy on me sometimes. First of all, I want to say this. You don't need permission, but I'm going to give you permission to be able to say it's hard. I've received a lot of um, opinionated folks saying that I'm not really entitled to say it's difficult because I'm not a single parent. And to that, I say, fuck you. (laughs) I said it. That's what I truly feel. Like, screw you. 
how dare you come up in my space and dump all your shit that I don't need to hear about to tell me that stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like I am having a hard time. I run a business. I'm a mom of two. I do not have family next door to help me. And if there are people helping me, I'm paying them. So it's not a cheap thing. And not everybody has the finances to pay for help. So it's like, it's a it's a whole thing. And so I feel like a lot of the times I'm having to remind myself, like, it's okay to think it's hard because it is hard. And don't listen to what other people have to say. And try to make time for yourself in and amongst the chaos. And coming back to like the mom guilt thing, you know, for me specifically, it's always like, what I eat and, you know, not what I eat, excuse me, what I prepare for my kids um, and how I'm, you know, did I make dinner? And if I didn't make dinner, oh my God, I'm a terrible mother. And like, I often will have that talk with myself and it's like, calm down. You're not a terrible mother. You're a working mom. You're not a stay-at-home mom. Like your responsibilities are different. It's like, I almost have to like check myself a little bit and remind myself that it's okay that things are not perfect. And I've really had to take that like idea of perfection and burn that effort (laughs) burn that fucker to the ground (laughs) I'm swearing a lot I'm tired I'm sorry if you don't like swear words are you lost how did you end up here I'm also getting hungry getting a little sassy up in here in my little quiet padded room studio (laughs) situation what was the question solo parenting Give yourself grace, have patience, and plan some fun shit. Honestly, that is how I get through it. Like, there might be this maple syrup festival this weekend, and I just reminded myself of that right now. And I might take my kids to go do that tomorrow and let the chips fall where they may in terms of my responsibilities. But it's Saturday, and we're allowed to have some fun, you know? So that's my advice. I don't really know what I just said, but hopefully you got something out of it. Okay, next question. Jumana Shriday, what do you do to cheer yourself up when you are feeling down or just not yourself? Listen, it might not be really like good for you, but I love some retail therapy. I do. I love to go shopping. I love to, I don't necessarily buy a ton of shit, but like I like to go shopping. I like to buy new makeup. I like to buy cute clothes, like a piece, you know, of whatever. I love jeans. I have so many pairs of jeans. It's ridiculous. Um, But that's what I like to do. I also love to go for massages. I also love, I mean, I love a lot of things. I like to get my nails done. (laughs) I like to get together with friends. But if I'm like having a moment, so I guess that falls in, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself and speaking too quickly. Slow down. Um, A lot of what I just said falls into the self-care category. So there's all of that. But I think if you're just like, talking about in the middle of the day, like I'm having a shit moment. It's like, how do I actually pull myself out of it? I physically change the situation. If I'm feeling rough and like tired, run down, I'll go have a hot shower and like get ready. You know, even if it's like three in the afternoon, just go take some time for yourself. It's free. It's a shower. You know, my kids will be fine. If I'm home by myself, it's like the middle of the day, I'm trying to get motivated for work, I'll have a dance party. You guys have seen me do that. It always lifts my spirits. I love it. I end up laughing. I end up laughing and giggling at my dance moves. Like it's just, it's a great way for me to just release energy. In the summer, I'll just walk straight outside into my backyard and start doing some sun salutations in the backyard with like my bare feet in the grass feeling rooted into the earth. I'll jump on the trampoline because that's hilarious. Um, I don't know. I'll just, I really just try to shake myself, literally physically move my body and change, like to change my mindset. I'm realizing I have to move myself 
So maybe I'll go to the gym. Um, But it's definitely a physical thing for me. And I think that's it. I nailed it. I did all of your questions that were not self-care related. And like I said, you know, I'm going to put together an entire episode on my thoughts on self-care because I also think sometimes it's a bit of a buzzword and there's almost pressure now around self-care. Like it seems like it was at one point this like breath of fresh air, like, oh my God, we should do this and this is going to make us feel good. And now it's like one more thing that's on our list of shit to do in a way. And if you're not getting it done, you're now feeling guilty about it. And it's like a whole thing. So I think we could really talk about like, what does a realistic self-care routine look like for perhaps someone like myself? You know, if you're similar to me, mid-30s, a mother, you know, you work. Um, how does that look? How does that look? So we're going to talk about that at another time. Um But that is it for our episode today. And so I so appreciate you guys tuning in every week to my new episodes because you never quite know what you're going to get. Is it just Amanda? Amanda and Dean? Amanda and a guest? I've got some amazing people lined up um, for interviews that will be coming soon. And so I'm really excited to share that with you. Also, you know, in the next couple of weeks, I'll actually be in Austin, Texas. So I'm going to another conference, the mom Two summit. You'll have to follow along on Instagram to see how that goes down. And, um, yeah, that's it guys. I thank you so much for listening and I will catch you in the very next episode. Bye. I get a lot of questions about things I share on Instagram. Things like my blue blocking glasses I wear when I'm playing on my phone into the evening, or books that I'm using to help educate my kids about their bodies and have the talk. Either way, all of these things are very easy to find on my Amazon shop. If you head to amazon.com forward slash shop forward slash Amanda Muse, you will see all my top picks everything I use from my day-to-day life will be there. And also, by starting your Amazon purchases in my shop, you help support the show. So head to amazon.com forward slash shop forward slash Amanda Muse. Link in show notes.